0: On today's episode of Policywise, Michael, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing great is the answer I give everyone.
0: Since I started policy wise, I went to grad school, finished grad school, and started a job. And so I'm definitely navigating the world of work. I try not to schedule
1: things early enough to sleep.
0: But... Yeah, yeah, that's
1: fair. Euphoria has been my show lately. Euphoria oh my episode. gosh,
0: me too. Everyone on Euphoria is so beautiful. Like the way that they cast certain people to be certain things sometimes. I just like, it's got to be messing with high schoolers heads. It's definitely messing with my head. I'm like, oh my goodness.
1: The way high schoolers are categorized. I just, I really wonder how many people have this high school experience? Maybe the younger people than us listening to this will be like, what? But (laughs) we used to have the family computer.
0: Facts. Do you think you'll ever slow down? Or do you think you'll just like work, 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 and then, you know, the end day will come?
1: Like it it won't, there won't be a social stigma. And that's different for women.
0: We just need to rethink that whole model because like women are bearing the brunt of it. But more on that later. Okay. Hello everyone. And welcome to this very special episode of Policywise. Um, today, Michael and I have planned to discuss um, this really exciting paper slash policy that Michael created. Um, but we got on this call and we just realized how long and difficult our week has been already. Even though it's Thursday and we have like we're only going to have a four day work week, so. Uh, We just want to do kind of an opening segment uh, going into our conversations about policy and uh, maybe like touch on a little bit of mental health stuff and kind of like understanding and our ability to sustain certain levels and certain workloads and also relating that back to what it's like for people who are in policy jobs. So Michael, do you want to add anything else to that introduction? I I
1: would just say that, you know, part of this is coming out of, like, A, yes, the challenging week, but then how our little check-ins of, like, hey, how are you, turn into, like, (laughs) deep life conversations, (laughs) Uh, where we sit there and we're like, should we press record now? Maybe, maybe this is a whole thing on its own, so.
0: Michael, how are you doing?
1: (laughs) Oh, goodness. (laughs) I'm doing great, is the answer I give everyone. (laughs) Um, (laughs) On this particular day I will say It is more challenging For me than others I think Like I have an interesting Cadence to my weeks This semester Which is different Than last semester In which This semester The beginning of my weeks Are really heavy And so On Mondays I have six hours of class I also have other responsibilities On top of that Meetings sprinkled in between um, Catch up meetings With my boss For my capstone On Tuesday I have five hours of class, but three of that is actually me being a student, and two hours of that is me teaching. And then I have an hour of office hours. And so, like, both days have six hours of just like in the classroom type stuff, let alone all the other things that happen on Monday and Tuesday for, you know, other involvements or whatever it may be. Um, And then Wednesday and Thursday tend to be a lot lighter, which is where I get to like catch my breath from the really heavy first two days of the week but i think having a three-day weekend made it so that my tuesday was like the new monday and my wednesday (laughs) was like the new tuesday and so now i'm at thursday hitting the you know like trying to get everything in before friday for work and all these other things and i am like i just just this just doesn't feel just doesn't feel good but we're still we're still moving we're pushing how about you demi yeah
0: well first thanks for spending this uh this time you're relaxing Thursday with us. Even though right before this call, I will say Michael was like, "Oh, I have office hours until like 10 p.m." And I think he's describing that as his relaxing Thursday. So <laughs> let's just put some context to this. Um, yeah, I I think I'm doing okay. I I think I'm uh, for our listeners who haven't <laughs> we haven't explained this to you, uh, since I started Policy Wise, I went to grad school, finished grad school, and started a job. And so I'm definitely navigating the world of work um, in this moment and figuring out how to balance that with the rest of life Um, (laughs) and, uh, like, continuing interests. Luckily, my job, like, relates a lot to policy, so I, I get stimulated in that way. But, you know, maintaining and keeping on top of everything else that you normally get to when you're at school, like, you're just, like, in constant learning mode, which is, like, I think really, really exciting, um, so just like making sure you're making time for that and like integrating that into the day to day um but overall, like this week has been yeah, I think just like really harsh <laughs> i'm I'm very excited for the weekend, it's supposed to snow here, um which is kind of exciting, um but yeah, overall doing okay okay is is a good answer um also right before this call, uh I was asking Michael. In that conversation about his his sleeping schedule, and Michael was telling me that he goes to sleep around two a.m. and I'm sure I'm I'm sure many of our listeners probably can relate to this, but like getting up at two, waking up at like eight nine. I personally like I have such a difficult time doing that. Like I am so I'm so crabby. If I do that, and so it productive around like <laughs> three onward. So, Michael, would you? I don't know. Give a little insight into why your schedule is the way it is, and why you choose to maintain, <laughs> maintain it.
1: Yeah. No. You're you're funny for this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think like so. I can I can explain it a bit. I think it comes from two things. A, it is a. Some would say overinvolved, I would say, as involved as needed to be schedule,
0: <laughs> um,
1: so that all parts of my how do I, how do I put this? All muscles that drive my passion get equally massaged. I need to be part of quite a few things, <laughs> um, or else I start getting like vibrating and angsty because my passions are not getting exercised. Um, I guess that would be a better analogy huh all the muscles of my passion are getting exercise anyway, i don't know i thought massage, um, massage
0: was kind of soothing <laughs> i was expecting was, you to say exactly exercise and thinking. then you came out with massage and i was like oh okay <laughs> uh clearly
1: this is this is off the plot uh, <laughs> i like massage though it is relaxing
0: yeah clearly. yeah
1: um yeah so it so basically i start around nine Usually, my first meetings of the day will either be 9 or 10 a.m. is my go to. I did have a summer internship once that was on the East Coast um, virtually. And so, yes, I did have 6 a.m. meetings, which suck. But anyway, <laughs> um, usually I start around 9 or 10, and I'm usually going um, either meetings, class, podcast recordings like we're doing now, um, things that need to be done, whatever it may be. I tend to put work away or anything productive seeming away by like, 11 at the latest 10 or 11 if I go past 11 that means that it absolutely needs to be done um I also have a daily list of things that I need to do before I can sleep and so generally after my meetings or whenever I have time I look at that list and it's like okay before you can settle down and go to sleep these are the things that you that need to get done um and if I finish that list early, I'm like, ha <laughs> um, I'm going to go my other list of running things and see if there's anything else I can do. Or if that list is long, then I look at it and I, like, hate my life and then just just go until I, until I finish. Usually from 11 or whenever I finish to around 2 a.m., that's, like, me time. That's watching TV. That's playing video games. I've been playing Assassin's Creed almost every day, <laughs> just, like, shutting down my brain and thinking about, you know, how to um, – I'm playing Assassin's Creed uh, – what is it syndicate right now which is set in (laughs) early 1900s actually late 1800s uh London which is pretty cool but anyway um (laughs) watching tv euphoria has been my show lately oh my gosh
0: me too I oh Oh. wow I binged it like two weeks ago and I could not be happier that I did (laughs) I'm so excited it (laughs) gives me a reason to like be excited about Sunday nights not to interrupt literally. your schedule, but dude, it is so good. Yeah. I'm actually kind of sad that I have to wait like a full week, though, every time. Like part of is me is like moment. I shouldn't watch it again for like another month so I can binge like four episodes. I don't know how you I feel try about to that.
1: save like <laughs> 10 to 15 minutes a day. So I actually, I am at the last 20 minutes of the most recent episode because I literally just watched <sighs> the episode in chunks.
0: Oh my gosh, I cannot. Wow. Actually, you turn this off right now and finish it because it's such a good <laughs> such a good ending. Oh man, sorry spoiler alert if anyone watched listening <laughs> if you haven't seen it yet. Yikes. But yeah, 10 out of 10 recommend. That's great. And a nice contrast wait, wait, wait. to to 1900s London.
1: It is. No, it, it really is. So, okay, that's basically how my schedule works. And then I go to sleep and wake up around like 7, 8, 9 whenever my body feels like waking up. I've been really prideful about not turning on alarms. So like Whoa. I actually can't tell you the last time I used an alarm to wake up. I usually just wake up whenever my body feels ready. And it's usually like, wow. depending on when I wake up tells me how much time I have to lay in bed and like relax in the morning. Sometimes I wake up and I'm like, I have a meeting in 20 minutes. I hate myself. <laughs> um, anyway, have you ever slept through I anything? calendar before I sleep. Oh, absolutely. Not often, <laughs> but... I try not to schedule things early enough to sleep.
0: That's, yeah, yeah, that's fair. That tends fair. to be
1: my, my tactic. But I want to ask you about your schedule, Demi. But first, opinions on Euphoria so far with no spoilers. How are you going to do that?
0: Okay. So, at first, I was just, like, attached to the cinematic aspects of it.
1: The colors and the makeup. and the...
0: Exactly. Like, I just thought that was really cool. I thought, like, the way that it was filmed, like, all the different... I don't know that much about film, but, like, you know, I love that it, like, kept me thinking. I loved, like, when... This isn't a spoiler. Like, Rue would, like, talk, and then they'd be, like... They, like, run through a whole scene, but then you realize that, like, that actually didn't happen, and, like, they'd go back on it. I thought that was, like, super clever. Like, kept me thinking. I was always, like, oh, my gosh. Um, Now, I'm at the point where I kind of just want it... Like, it's, like, so uh, like, you know, it's just, like, they're so emotional that I just wanted to end. Like, I'm just like, okay, I just need to, like, know what happens, but there's, like, no end in sight. So it's, like, it's kind of, like, a painful experience. You forget about everything else when you're in it, because you're just like, wow, wow, my... <sighs> the problem that I was thinking about before watching this on is completely out of my mind. Um, so, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, I, it's, like, it's nice. What about you?
1: I, I tend to agree with you. I will say, though, that for me, season one... Like, with no spoilers, season one was like, oh, this is good. Season two is like, <laughs> oh my goodness, I, like, I don't know how to proceed. I don't know how to live my life after this. Um, and so I, I think there's, <laughs> to me, there's a major difference between season one and season two. Um, I will say, though, that the way that the show, like, the way high schools are categorized, I just, I just gotta say... I really wonder how many people have this high school experience because this is insane. This is you know, insane. I
0: I've had this conversation with my roommates and apparently people people are having it. I didn't have uh that maybe other people at my high school were having this but I also think like just like on if we're going to get into like critiques I also think like like I was watching uh I was watching another I don't know it was like a show from like a while ago and like they had just like very like you know normal looking people everyone on euphoria is so beautiful and don't get me wrong everyone's beautiful but like i just feel like they really like i don't know i don't know like the way that they cast certain people to be certain things sometimes i just like really i feel like it's got to be messing with high schoolers heads definitely messing with my head i'm like oh my goodness um so that's just like one critique
1: (laughs) I'm, yeah. I'm glad that you, you we're bringing up critiques now. Um, <laughs> because I feel like I feel like the show in the way that they like go about portraying some of the characters Interesting. There have been moments where I'm sitting there like this is uncomfortable. Like this is just really uncomfortable. Um, Do you think
0: that it's meant to be that way though? Which I think might way, be though? the point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's what makes well, it good, too, because I'm just sitting there just uncomfortable.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, before Jarrett cuts out all of our audio, <laughs> <Jarrett is> our, <laughs> I'm sure you've heard about Jarrett from different episodes, but um, Jarrett helps now that we're just going to give like a whole behind the scenes. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Jarrett uh, edits like all of our episodes. Uh, I forget what that like would be called, like a producer. Uh, he's also on the call right now. Um and he just like listens Child. in. So he's yeah, he's on fly on the wall in all the episodes. Um making sure like a very productive, uh, helpful fly. So thank you, Jared. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, okay, Jared's so like, what did I do? <laughs> I, before before closing our opening segment here, um I guess I want to relate this back to our episode about um our episode where we talked about like kind of like the perfect politician blah 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 and kind of like your idea of what you want to do in the future and how your hectic lifestyle contributes to that so would you guys give a little bit of detail on how you view yourself and like keeping this schedule do you think you might burn out do you think you'll get a break at some point. Like where, where do you fall?
1: I've always been a night owl. Part of that. I think that there's a lot of reasons why a is before, like maybe the younger people than us listening to this will be like, what? But (laughs) we used to have the family computer. There's only one. Um, Up until I was probably middle school.
0: Yeah. Oh my God. You had to take
1: turns to use it. (laughs) And so I don't know how I got so lucky for the family computer to be in my room. Ooh. And everybody would use it all day, right? And then once everybody goes to sleep, now it's Michael's turn to play games on the computer. And so I do that all night. <laughs> um, but what
0: Cuz like of Club me Club back? Penguin in the late hours?
1: Yo, Club Penguin, RuneScape, MapleStory, <laughs> Combat Arms. <laughs> world of warcraft we can go down the list uh. of things that i was on i was up to um and then kind of fast forward into the future to college uh it wasn't until student government when i really created this cadence like, i created this cadence in which the days were just insane i mean i go back I, I took screenshots of my calendar back then and i ran into them the other day and i was like how did i live <laughs> like 8 a.m to like 8 p.m. just back to back, just moving and grooving. Like every single day something's getting canceled because it just, there's just no way for it to happen. Um, but I got into this regular schedule of having crazy days. And then at night, usually with, by th- by the time things end, all my friends would hang out in the AS office and like do homework. And that was like our plan. We have our days We'd all meet up at the office at night. We'd be there until we're tired or don't feel like doing it anymore. Let's be honest, we're only productive for like an hour. The rest of it, (laughs) you know, gossiping or whatever, whatever, talking about stuff and watching videos or whatever it might be um, on campus. And then we'd all just go back to our... Sometimes we'd go back to somebody's place and hang out for even later or just go to sleep and then rinse and repeat the next day. And so basically, I just got into the schedule of like long days like being in the office at night, trying to be productive, but kind of not really, and then going to sleep. And so that continued for about two years. The pandemic hit. That's when I I really got lazy. I'm not gonna lie. I the pandemic, <laughs> I was straight chilling, watching TV and all that. And then grad school started. Grad school brought me back to that schedule. Yeah. <laughs> in which now instead of like hanging out with all my friends, now I'm hanging out with my roommates at night, and we're all just chilling or whatever. And then. I also have this, um, I don't know what to call it, but especially if I know my next day is going to be bad, I don't want to go to sleep because I know oh. if I go to sleep, then I have to wake up and deal with that day. And so <laughs> I'm more likely to stay up late the night before a day I know wow. I- is bad.
0: That's <laughs> because so Because I just don't want to deal
1: with it. Yeah.
0: And I still yeah. do that to
1: this day. <laughs> Does it, um...
0: And then, Does it ever surprise you when you wake up and you still have to do the day?
1: <laughs> it doesn't surprise me, <laughs> but I think I just wake up and I'm like, it's here.
0: Yeah, like, oh, ugh, that's so now I have to. Now I
1: have to do it. Yeah. And then I look forward to when I don't, you know, when it's over and I'm like, okay, when 7 p.m. hits, when 7 p.m. hits, like it's over. Um, I would say what keeps me here and what keeps me going, which I think was part of your question, Um, is knowing that if I want to have the future that I want to have, which is as a public leader, as a policymaker, as a whatever it may be, making a difference, like this might be the schedule I have to be used to and used to be operating well at many hours of the day. Like whether I have to get an emergency call at 2 a.m. for some reason or like wake up at 6 a.m. for something else, like I want to be able to do this. And so whenever that time comes, that I'm not like having to figure out how to operate or how to be effective, that on day one, I'm just like, oh, I've been living off of a schedule like this because I'm used yeah. to being, having that kind of a lifestyle, which many people would consider unhealthy. In fact, I'm sure to some degree it is. Um, last thing I'll mention about about this, and I'm, I'm sure I'm going to get some messages Last thing I'll mention on the mental health part is I like to, like, I think my mental health is intact. That's the strong, I think. Um, but I think part of that comes from, A, sometimes my mental health is getting stepped on because what's ruining my mental health is those things not being done. So there's that. Mm-hmm. And then I think the second part is every single day from 11 to 2, I am turning off my brain. People are not awake, so they're not blowing up my phone. And I am just mush. like
0: it's Mm. Assassin's
1: Creed it's Euphoria it's Ozark it's (laughs) Money Heist it's like whatever other video game I want to play like I'm not doing anything remotely productive slash has anything to do with my daily life and so I feel like I have that time to just like let and then disappear off the face of the planet for a while and I feel like that always prepares me for the next day
0: okay I have one question I have 20 questions but I'm gonna ask one so say that you get to the, you know, you get your, you've entered into day one, you're like, um, you're president of the world. When do you think you'll ever, like, when do you think you'll, do you think you'll ever slow down? Or do you think you'll just like, continue it on? Like, do you think you'll just like, work, 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 and then, you know, the end day will come? Or do you think it'll be like, you'll hit a day where you're like, I have contributed to society in the way that I have wanted to contribute to society. And it's time for me to just play Assassin's Creed all day.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think there's, I think there's the two-parter. Um, I think first what I've heard from many people and what I've seen is that priorities change. And so right now my priority might be like trying to make as much of a difference as I can, or like preparing myself to try to make as much of a difference as I can. I hear from many people that once you, once you get married and have kids, all of a sudden that's not your number one priority then it's you know being around your family and supporting them and like more personal reasons to not be as productive you raising your hand oh.
0: yeah 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 um do you ever <laughs> think like because like I've definitely gone through this thought process like um I mean I haven't really thought about like a family or children but I have thought about it like enough to like think oh my gosh, maybe I shouldn't do that because then I can continue on prioritizing what I'm already prioritizing. Has that um, a thought ever occurred? Or do you think there's a line? It absolutely
1: has. It absolutely has occurred. I will say, though, that, like, I guess for me, when I since I've been young, I have always wanted, like, the family of my own, I guess, or, like, to have, like, my own home and, like, be able to play with my kids, you know, God willing. Um, I, I have children, and so... I think that's kind of along with my personal professional goals will probably be to have a family. Um, things are changing, but it used to be also that you can't be too effective in public life without a family either. Um, yeah. And so I think it is—it's a two-parter for that one.
0: Yeah. It is interesting. I think. Uh,
1: Let me also. Yeah. Can I can I also hop in there and say that? Yeah. Like I I'll also allow it. recognize. Thank you chair Demi. Um, <laughs> I also must recognize that in my response now, it might differ from your perspective because of a gender difference. That for me, I feel like I can still very much so have a professional life outside of my family. And that's not like, that won't be weird. And it won't be like, it, it won't, there won't be a social stigma that goes along with that. And that's different for women. And that's a reality is that like, in the workplace, there are people, unfortunately, that till this day believe that women should, their first priority should be their family, right? And so maybe that's something that's entered your mind more than mine, because it's something you've been maybe forced to think about. I don't want to put words into your mouth, but I do recognize that that's, that that's reality.
0: I think, like, I think you hit it on the head, there's like a totally different take on it. But I think the way that I've coped with it is just being like, I'll get there when I get there. Like I'm not gonna like think about it for now. But just like as an example, um I <laughs> uh so like one of my friends uh was uh dating this guy and this guy was like, Oh, I really, really wanna have like a family and kids. And uh this friend's like very motivated, like wants to do a lot of things. And uh they had the perspective, and and this person is a woman, uh like my friend, and they were like I don't, I can't be in this relationship, even if it's 10 years down the line, because I can't commit to that. Like, I can't have that be something that I have to do, Mm -hmm. because I still haven't figured out what I want to do. And I like very much relate to that in a sense of being like, you know, it's one thing for me to like really want to do all these things. But if I also have the expectation of like, taking care of a kid, like, oh my gosh, I want to be such a good mom. Like I want to be like such a good mom. So if I'm going to be a mom, like, yeah, it's going to impact how I would do my work because at this, like at this rate, I couldn't be an effective mom. I don't think. And, um, I, I also think it could infect it in a good way. Like, I think it could make me understand people more. I think it would make me more sympathetic to certain things, more open to things. So I think there can definitely be a benefit. And I think it's totally possible that it's actually like a positive thing, but I really want more people to be talking about it who are currently in the role so that they can tell me how you do it. Because I think think it's a really difficult question that we like try to avoid. And um, I don't like, I don't want it to hold, you know, people to feel like they're being held back. and I want everyone to be able to, you know, massage all their muscles. And I think a family is one, is one of them. So, so yeah, I, I think it's, it's really, really difficult. I think, um, as far as like my personal life balance right now, like it's even something I'm trying to navigate now. Like I go to work and I have a set work time. Like, what is that? Like, you mean I'm not supposed to be working until 11? Like, it's just so strange to me. Um, so I feel like, you know, life might work itself out in some ways, depending on the career path. But like, if you want to be in a, you know, elected position, oftentimes it's really, really difficult um, to, to probably find the same, you know, it's, the nine to five doesn't just doesn't really exist in the same way. And I hope it's a conversation that's being happened. I, I think it needs to happen amongst people who are not policymakers more so that we can allow policy people who are currently in that position to have a little bit more flexibility.
1: I don't know. Yeah, that's so just currently that's there is very thought. little. Yeah, there's very little flexibility. In fact, yeah. like, if we can draw kind of a compare and contrast, um, I'm not sure if people remember, or maybe you remember Demi, the amount of which Obama got critiqued for going golfing. Do you remember that?
0: No. No, that's okay. I don't right, I don't know it's not because it didn't happen it was because as we've talked about before like I think my interest in like politics came way later than the average person who is now interested in politics
1: yeah okay well that's that's fair
0: I guess I remember it
1: mainly because of how much um Trump went golfing, and, and yeah. you know that entering the the airwaves again is a conversation, and comparing it to um, comparing it to to what I slightly remember from Obama. I just sent in an article. Um, the White House dismisses critiques, defends Obama's golf outings during the golf crisis. Um, and so anyway, it's like like leaders oftentimes like I feel like we need to find a new balance. To strike a new balance like the president of the united states lives in the white house and that's also the place that they work like that if that shows you any semblance to what like public life is like oftentimes it's just like that maybe not everybody like absolutely there are some legislators out there that will disappear from the office at like 2 (laughs) 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 p.m arrive at like 10 a.m um that that definitely exists but how could we how could we find an equilibrium and allow people to also continue to live their lives like Another thing I've thought a lot about when it comes to the potential, like, a potential public life, like, let's say in some world I become a member of Congress, my life is then split between D.C. and California. Like, you're in D.C. three days, three, four days out of the week, and you're in California the other three or four. Like, how, I don't even know how that works. And I remember seeing, when I interned for a congressman, seeing the way that he did it. I mean, it was just, like, it was fascinating almost. That he would, like, come back to California to do laundry.
0: (laughs) Right? right. Oh, my gosh. I I could not agree more. It's also, like, you know, like, I think it's really great in some ways. Like, people who are getting that are getting so much exposure. They're getting exposure to the place that, you know, they're supposed to be presiding over. And then they're also getting exposure to, like, you know, federal stuff, blah, 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 all good. But it's also, like, and this goes back to, like... I'll get into it in a second but basically like I sure. just think it also just takes people out of life a little bit like priorities mm-hmm. priorities of people who are that busy I think on some level are removed from you know they they don't get and then people work in different ways and so like people get information in different ways and learn in different ways so it's not like impossible but like i just do feel like you're kind of removed from like the day-to-day person and most people are the day-to-day person and so it's like it's also like who is who's legislating you know how taken out of the people are you when you're working on that on that extreme basis um and then i will say that if i had a magic wand and i was like queen of the world i would love if we had smaller uh why can't I think of the word right now? Just like smaller areas that each person was governing over. What is that called?
1: Oh, like smaller districts.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Just like smaller regions. Like I, I want there to be like, I just think it'd be a lot better. You could have a way more better, like a way better understanding of your like of your jurisdiction and the people in it and the issues and all that. Um, yeah, I'll save that for yeah. another episode. But that's just yeah, we, that's just something that I think about.
1: Like, you. That's actually pretty good yo episode idea um redistricting did just happen
0: yeah i know so policy wise listeners this is how it happens this is usually how the conversations go michael and i talk and then, <laughs> and and like, then oh things yeah happen. Write, write that one down
1: <laughs> yeah michael and demi said it so this this must be this must be the rule <laughs> um
0: yeah well i was gonna say is that like the other thing is is that like i think um partners Whether that be like, I don't know, like whoever, like whatever that situation is, like whoever is supposed to be like, maybe also caring for that child or like whatever it is, different kind of support groups, like support groups and like children. Like we just need to work that out better. Like, I don't know. Maybe it should be like more than two people. Like I'm very here for like families taking care of children, like communities raising a child. Like I think we just need to rethink that whole model because like women are bearing the brunt of it and i'm sick of it <laughs> yeah so anyways True. anyways moving on um
1: <laughs> i'm glad no i'm glad that you brought that up the old the old african proverb the old african proverb says it takes a village to raise a child <sighs> mm. I hear you. That's Dude, so people have been saying, saying it, it all this
0: time. <laughs> and here we are.
1: <laughs> We've been saying it for generations. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yet again, that's not what we do. Yeah, so we ended up, so we, we originally planned that for this episode, we were going to talk about a, a, a policy idea um that actually wrote about in a a final paper for one of my classes last semester and we like even Demi was just a few minutes late to the call reading up rereading on this paper and we were gonna
0: sorry yeah uh
1: uh-huh I wasn't on time either to be fair I was just (laughs) earlier than you so
0: (laughs) oh dang it um
1: but time got away from us. And so we actually ended up just, just talking life and catching up with each other and, like, letting the conversations just flow. So let's call this a life check-in, a life check-in moment or episode and, and take the take the moment to check in on your own life, listeners.
0: Yeah, while listening to us and rating us five on Apple Podcasts.
1: <laughs> I was just going to ask, Demi, what is a random hobby of yours? That you just do.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: The reason why I ask that is that, like, for folks that can't see me, I often look this way randomly during calls because I have a lot of plants in my room. I have over 20 plants. And so I always, like, randomly look at them. And especially when the sun hits them just right. It's just such a beautiful scene. So I don't know. It's a random hobby. I garden in my room.
0: No, oh, that's nice. That's really nice. So I think I'm like I'm a uh, I don't know I'm kind of like you know master of none kind of hobby person. Like I'll take on a lot of different hobbies. So like we said, we we're watching Euphoria. I'm very into makeup now. Uh, so that's been that's been a good hobby of the week. I also cut myself bangs. Um, fortunately fortunately there's no camera on this so i'm working through i'm working through that right now as well so so that's at? taking up they're like up here hold on for listeners they look so good right now <laughs> <laughs> the, so yeah so like that this great, take, Demi. thank you that has just taken up like so much of my time but like it's been very fun like it's like i think it's like you kind of get to reinvent yourself so similarly like i've been really into like clothes lately too i do a lot of thrift shopping um and then I think like the final thing is that I've been like on this like home improvement kick and uh, trying to like decorate <laughs> my room a little bit. I was like, oh my gosh, I don't live in a college dorm room anymore. I guess I should like make this comfortable. And uh, so that's been like my latest thing. Um, but I'm so cheap that I just like refuse to buy anything. So it's been like a lot of trash picking, um, a lot of like reinventing, all the things I already have. So I have this like picture of London that's just like a photo. And I've decided to like, Repaint it, like paint over it, and it's going okay.
1: Interesting. <laughs> for it's, the listeners, Demi is one of the most interesting people I know. <laughs>
0: wow, <laughs> Michael! Cool. Thank you, thank you. Um, no so this is oh, I started making tea this morning. Oh yeah, what so, what's your favorite so, kind of tea? Uh, so uh, yerba mate. <laughs> I don't really drink that much tea. I just started. I just drink yerba mate because I I am like just here for the caffeine. Um, mm. but yeah, I'm like, I'm like a like, yeah, yerba mate is great, and you got so, like a little mango juice,
1: <laughs> a little mango juice with the yerba mate
0: is like, yeah, mango put, like yerba? yeah, it's like it's it's my ba, it's yerba, it's, it's all of our ba. You just put whatever you want in it. That's, Damn that's me. The <laughs>
1: It's so funny! Stop! <laughs> oh, but no, it's so
0: good. It's so good. I 10 out of 10 Mind recommend it so to fun. anyone else who is spending like millions of dollars on the yellow Yerba Mate cans.
1: <laughs> you know what? Anytime I have a bad day, I just need to call you
0: Demi because. <laughs> no, you should! <laughs> a lot of laughter.
1: Oh, this was good. This was good. I, I was just gonna say that there is there a coffee shop. A uh, coffee tea shop here in Berkeley. Um, they should pay me if they want me to say their name um, that I go to <laughs> all the time. And like, it is their jasmine tea. I never knew mm. I loved jasmine tea. I will, I will sit there and drink <laughs> four. I will order jasmine tea like three or four times from the counter. Oh, like it is just so good. Mm. Delicious. I'll
0: have to give it a try. I'm, I'm like, I'm very immature in my tea tasting. Life, of yeah. course. I'll, I'll I'll go on the Jasmine. That sounds nice. Yeah, well, sure. I think it's a good way to to close us out. Ooh,
1: thanks for <laughs> listening.
0: And um, yeah, maybe listen okay, Maybe uh, comment on our last Instagram post or DM us your favorite type of tea and what you thought of mm-hmm. Euphoria and how your life balance is going, and whether you're a night owl. Or an early bird. Okay.
1: Why do you sound like one of those super late night TV commercials? (laughs) (laughs) And tell us what kind of episodes
0: you want to hear. Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) actually do that. (laughs) Good and see.
1: This was PolicyWise, an intergenerational podcast by Youth Leadership Institute focused on bringing young people into the policy conversation.
0: Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at PolicyWisePod. If you have any questions or topics you'd like us to discuss, please slide into our DMs or send us an email at policywise at yli.org. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes.